It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Razorback fans, it's a Top Tuesday once again. And this time, we're going to be talking about the top three streaks that will come to an end this Razorback football season. It's all coming up on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 103.7 The Buzz. Com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday as we're going to have a top Tuesday. Uh, Arkansas Razorback fall camp actually starts up tomorrow. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, but, you know, I, I wanted to kind of start it all off with maybe it won't be our last top Tuesday, but one that I wanted to take a little different approach on because there are a few things that are going to be different this year for Razorback football. As we all know, we've talked about them ad nauseum. Uh, we know that it's one that's got a season of full of hope and possibilities, but also some stress and also some mystery. But there are a su- certain things that Arkansas has gone through, and there are certain streaks that they have had happen over the past few years or 10-plus years or whatever it may be, where they have yet to do something. And there's a few of those streaks, as we'll call them, that I believe this season will finally come to an end. You know, our, last year or two years ago, Arkansas had the losing streak against Texas A&M come to an end. They had the losing streak against Missouri come to an end. Um, they had the losing streak to Auburn come to an end last year. So, you know, these, there's been a few things that have already ended for Arkansas, but there are a few streaks, though, that are going on to which uh, I believe Arkansas is going to end a few. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the top three streaks that come to an end for Arkansas this year. And so when you probably look at the title, you're like, why would you want any of these streaks to come to an end? It's more of the negative streaks, the bad streaks. You want the bad streaks to come to an end, and that's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to rank them in a way of essentially the most likely one to come to an end. We'll start with, and then we'll end with the least likely one to come to an end, just to have fun with it too. So the, the most likely sh- uh, streak to come to an end this season will be I'm going to go back and forth on this one. Beating Alabama since 2006. No, I'm just kidding about that one. Uh, it's going to be losing to Auburn at home since 2015. Arkansas has not beaten Auburn at home since 2015. And Arkansas beating Auburn last year with Brian Harson as a coach, Hugh Freeze as a New Year coach. And it's been a pretty frustrating time against Auburn over the past 10 to 15 years. Because even when Arkansas won in 2015, they had quadruple overtime. They needed quadruple overtime to get to that point. So it took a while for them to finally come through that losing streak because then they had lost in 2012, 11, or no, they won in 2012. They lost in 13, 14, won in 15, but then lost 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, won in 21, and now 22. But they haven't won at home in quite some time. In fact, they haven't won at home against Auburn besides 2015 was 2011 was the last time. But I believe that's the most likely one to come to an end this year. I think Auburn's going to be very gettable. I think Arkansas's home games are extremely winnable as well. And I think that Auburn, although I think Hugh Freeze will have it going a little bit here after a while, 
I believe this year it's going to be a little bit of a struggle for him. <clears throat> and when I say struggle, do I mean he's going to go out there and go three and nine? No, but I believe that Auburn is going to be the team that finishes sixth or seventh in the SEC West this year just because they don't have the talent of where they need to be at just yet. And playing that game at home is going to be beneficial. Arkansas should have beaten them back in 2021. It's frustrating uh, to know that they lost that home game. It was the only home game that they lost that season. But to me, this is the time. This is going to be the year. This losing streak to Auburn at home comes to an end, and they finally get that one off their back in 20, uh, since 2015. So that's the one I feel like is the most likely streak to come to an end. The next one is a toss-up, if you will. But I do believe that Arkansas, this year, for the first time ever, goes down to Gainesville and beats Florida. Arkansas has not beaten Florida once down in Gainesville, not in the history of these two programs. Arkansas is 0-5 against Florida down there in Gainesville. Uh, there were times that they should have won those games. And actually, maybe just one time for sure, which is 2009. We all remember that one. Uh, but the other ones have been pretty nasty. Uh, Arkansas lost to Florida in 2020 down there in, uh, in Gainesville during the COVID season. Arkansas lost to uh, Florida in 2013, uh, Brett Bielma's first season down there. Uh, I think uh, Arkansas also lost to Florida back in 2000, and I think it was three, four, 2004. I know it's 2005, Matt Jones' final year they lost down there in Gainesville. So I was just coming off the top of my head. But the point is, is that they have not beaten Florida <clears throat> in a long time anyways, but they have never won down there in Gainesville. <clears throat> if Arkansas is going to do it, this is the time to do it. This is the year to do it. You are a better football team than Florida. Florida, uh, nothing against Billy Napier, and I'm not even saying they're a ta terrible team. <clears throat> but I do believe that they need to show a little bit more. They need to give a little bit more for me to convince, be convinced that Arkansas is going to lose this game. And not only to <clears throat> say all that as far as on paper, but also you're talking about Arkansas coming off their bye week heading into that game and Florida coming off the Georgia game heading into that game. So you tell me which team was going to be in better position and more ready for that game, at least on paper. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. So. Arkansas, I believe, wins that game. That one's, to me, the, the toss-up, though, just because you don't really know what to get out of Florida. We don't know what these teams are going to look like at that point in time, and winning on the road in SEC is always difficult no matter what. And if Florida found some way to, like, say if they upset Georgia the week before, it's going to be a big one there. And finally, the, the number three streak that will come to an end, but the least likely streak to come to an end for Arkansas will be beating an SEC team by 21 or more points, by three touchdowns. So I'll look back in the files and in the document. Arkansas has not beaten a team by 21 points in the SEC since 2016, to which they actually, ironically enough, beat Florida at home 31-10. to That was a game where it was weird. I think Florida ended up winning the SEC East that season. Jim McElwain was a coach. But Arkansas has gone now seven seasons, seven years, without beating a team by 21-plus points. Now, you want to look at the teams that have beat Arkansas by 21 points. Well, you, you don't even have to go very far. But Arkansas has yet to do that. Last year, they got kind of close. They should have blown out Ole Miss a lot more than what they did, but they ended up only winning by 15. Uh, they beat Auburn, I believe, by about 14 points, somewhere in there. So to get a three touchdown, like it, if you get a win, you'll take it no matter what. You beat a team by a touchdown, it's a close game. Beat a team by two touchdowns, 
you're in full control. If you beat a team by three touchdowns or more, that's domination. That's a dominating type of performance. And that's what I think will be a streak that comes to an end. Again, least likely one, but a streak that comes to an end this season for Arkansas. Now, some of you are going to be listening to this or watching this and be like, okay, so which game is it going to be? Which game is Arkansas going to win by 21 points? And the honest answer is, is I don't know. I don't have one specific game to which Arkansas does that. However, I do believe that the most obvious candidates for this type of feat would be your home SEC games, Missouri, Auburn, and Mississippi State. I think one of those three games, Arkansas does win by 21 points. If they just have their day. And it may even be against uh, Mississippi State because we don't know what type of team they're going to end up being. Uh, I think it could be against Missouri because maybe they take, finally take out all the frustrations on, a, on an inferior program. Always got to mess with you all Missouri fans. Or maybe it's just Auburn because they just don't have the talent and the horses to get to that point. I, I don't know. But Arkansas wins an SEC game by 21 points. That is the final streak and the least likely streak that comes to an end for the Arkansas Razorback football team. So there you have it. Fun one, right? I'm sure you all just uh, completely agree with me in all the comments sections because that's what y'all do. Uh, but folks, I got to tell you, for a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. If it's the same when it comes to your vehicle, it is the same. It is the same. And you have to have every part just fit right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can make sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for a green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop on eBay Motors, and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, so some basketball news, which we'll actually hear from Eric Musselman today and uh, get to hear from a few players. So I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about for that. But um, I didn't think that this was a thing that wasn't already known maybe it's just because of the confirmation behind it all is when they finally decided that this is something that needs to be announced but Arkansas and Oklahoma are going to be facing off against each other for the third consecutive season as part of the Crimson and Cardinal Classic in the BOK Center in Tulsa Oklahoma on December 9th now, the reason I say that is because and I say it in that way I I think this is I don't know I thought it was good in theory to have this game in Tulsa and just to have it be a thing because anytime you can play somewhat decent programs it's fine and it's a neutral site and it's about the equal distance from norman to tulsa as it is from fayetteville to tulsa so i guess it's okay on that regard but 
Arkansas has gone one and one in the past two times that these two teams have played. They got smoked two years ago, and last season they won pretty easily. I won't say easily. They they won convincingly. Nick Smith had a great game, and it just I don't know. It just doesn't have any. Doesn't do anything for me. This game does not do anything for me. It doesn't. Like it, you want to win every game, of course, but I'm not itching to go to Tulsa to the BOK Center to watch this game on December 9th. I'm not itching to. Uh, can't wait to see this matchup of these two big-time teams because Oklahoma has not been relevant over the past few seasons in the national spotlight or even being an NCAA tournament team. And it just doesn't provide any excitement. And maybe part of it is just because Arkansas has so many other great teams already scheduled on their non-conference slate this year that it just is like secondary. But I don't know. It just It's not very entertaining to me. In fact, Arkansas is 17 and 13 all time against Oklahoma, which is kind of crazy if you think about that. That they played 30 times, and Arkansas has only won 17 of them. Considering Arkansas overall as a basketball program has been a much better basketball program overall. Oklahoma's definitely had some good years. They had the Blake Griffin year with Jeff Capel, uh, Lon Kruger, and the Buddy Heald years. They were pretty good, but. I'm just talking. I'm not talking about recent because I know Oklahoma fans are going to be like, You're I'm talking about just overall. Like Arkansas has been a better basketball program, so I was just surprised to see that. However, Arkansas does have a six and one record in neutral site games, with the one loss being two years ago, the BOK Center. Uh, they started playing each other back in 1938-1939. So Porter Mosier last year went five and seventeen and five and thirteen in Big Twelve play, and they returned one starter. Oof. And uh, they have a transfer class that has a, a few good players, at least on paper, supposedly. But yeah, that's it's just okay. All right, fine by me. But think about this non-conference slate. Think about just the, like, the games you're going to be able to see this Razorback basketball team play this year. We know they have Purdue. We already talked about that one. Purdue in the charity exhibition game doesn't count, but still incredible in Bud Walton Arena. You have the Battle of Atlantis. And they haven't announced who Arkansas is going to play, but they have three games down there. And it's going to consist of three of these teams, Memphis, Michigan, Texas Tech, Stanford, North Carolina, Villanova, and Northern Iowa. So three of those, I mean, big names. So we'll just, we'll just pick some out of a hat. because we'll say, we'll say Memphis, Michigan, and Villanova. That's who Arkansas gets. Like, that's incredible. That's already insane of a non-conference schedule. Then you get Duke right after that at home. And then you got an Oklahoma. I mean, those are the, that's a stout. I would be curious if that, as far as names go or excitement goes, I'd be hard-pressed to find a non-conference schedule in basketball that Arkansas has had that's more impressive than that. That's more fun than that. That's got us all looking forward to more than that. I would love to see if anybody can come up with one. I'm sure there is one, but man, just getting me all hot and bothered over here. Like, goodness, going to have to fan myself just getting ready for basketball season in this non-conference slate. Kudos to Moss and kudos to uh, the scheduling and kudos to, of course, uh, the ACC and SEC Challenge making this possible. Even like the, like, you got UNC Greensboro, Abilene Christian, UNC Wilmington, Lipscomb, Old Dominion, UNC, like UNC Greensboro, Gardner Like, these are, High-quality and, like, mid-major teams, too. That Arkansas is not going to have a problem with the net rankings this year. I'll say that. Net rankings won't be a problem. They're like last year. No one could figure out how in the world is Arkansas, like, you know, 2-7 and seven in conference play, but yet they have, like, the 
number four in that ranking, and people are like, Arkansas was a 10 seed last year, where so many other teams, or not 10 seed, an 8 seed in the NCAA tournament last year, when so many teams had such a better record than Arkansas they didn't even get in. Just because of that net ranking, I think it's going to be the same thing next year, too. I'm here for it, though. I'm here for it. I love it, and I know it's football, but can't wait to go basketball season. A year before we know it. This episode is brought to you by Markel from Fayetteville to El Dorado and everywhere in between. Markel has been helping Arkansas small business community for over 30 years. Markel is a global specialty insurer with a truly people first approach. To them, insurance is more than just a piece of paper. It's a promise to help you get back on your feet. We spend a third of our lives working, so on the job injuries can be expected. You work hard to build your business, so it's important to make sure that you and your employees have the right insurance coverage. Whether you're new into the business or celebrating your 25th year anniversary, whether you have one employer or 1,000 employees, Markel aims to help you understand your workers' compensation insurance needs. Find a local independent agent to get a free workers' compensation insurance quote today at markelinsurance.com slash locked on. That's M-A-R-K-E-L insurance.com slash locked on. Markel, insuring America's small businesses since 1930. Insurance carrier coverage, dividends, and services availability may vary by state. Markel is a registered trademark of Markel Group, Incorporated. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh... Got it. Arkansas football got another commitment out of Jeremy Cook, who is a defensive prospect. He's a defensive back. And uh, he was there for an unofficial visit at the Saturday's Hogwild Hangout. I, I assume that's what it's called. Yeah, that's what it's called. I hope so. I have it written on my board behind me. And uh, Arkansas, uh, he was able to choose Arkansas over Cincinnati, Southern Miss, Alcorn State, and South Alabama. Arkansas was the first program to offer Cook when Scott Fountain discovered him. And also defensive backs Marcus Woodson played a role in getting him to commit to the Razorbacks. He is the fourth commitment now from the state of Alabama in the class of 2024. That's pretty cool. Alabama's got a lot of great athletes. He's from Hoover, Alabama. Ever heard of it? Sure you have. Uh, and now they're just really getting after it on the uh, defensive and the secondary trying to make it work. So we'll see how much it uh, has an impact on Arkansas's rec- recruiting class in general. Because if you think about it, this year, you got Malik Chavis, Hudson Clark, Al Walcott, and A.J. Braithwaite, all those players are seniors, like final year of their playing at safety. So you're going to need to build up some depth there, and I feel like that's uh, one of the ones that they got with. So a uh, good get for Arkansas, at least uh, looks like that case. And uh, shout out to also hogsports.com. Danny West put this out, and I always find this interesting, kind of nerdy maybe in, in my interest in it, but uh, talks about the roster changes as far as weight goes between one year and the next. And there's nothing really too crazy, like you know, Criswell gained six pounds, Jacoby Criswell did. Uh, KJ Jefferson only gained one pound from last year. It's at 247, 6'3", just a monster. 
Rocket Sanders gained 15 pounds. He went from, uh, he's 6'2", 242 right now. By far the most gain from any running back. Uh, wide receiver goes. There wasn't really anything big there other than Davion Dozier gaining 10 pounds. He's 6'4", 205. Everybody else is pretty much the same. Tight end, Luke Haas has gained 16 pounds, which is great to see. And also, Varkis Gums gained 12 pounds. So you're talking about the two tight ends there for Arkansas that I think are going to be important this season, uh, gaining some significant weight to get them ready for SEC play. Offensive linemen. Now, this is what's fascinating to me. Most, not all, but most of the offensive linemen actually lost weight. Um, some gained. But there's a lot of them that lost. So that's what's always just so fascinating, trying to get in that target weight. Like Patrick Kutas, who's a player that heard that could be a guy who plays this year. He gained 10 pounds. He's at 313 now. Tykeus Crawford gained 9 pounds. He's at 326 now. Joshua Braun, the Florida transfer, gained 7 pounds. He's at, jeez, he's at 66348. He's a monster. Uh, Terry Wells gained 4 pounds. He's at 310. And that's really it, as far, again, as far as significant weight changes go. D-line, this is just ridiculous. This is where it gets wild. Quincy Rhodes Jr. gained 39 pounds. He's at 289 now. Anthony Booker, 31 pounds. Gained from last year. He's at 351. Ian Gefferard, 24 pounds. Landon Jackson's up 12 pounds. Eric Gregory's up 11 pounds. Cameron Ball's up 8 pounds. Shashad Stewart's up 8 pounds. Turian Carter's up 8 pounds. So the defensive lines put on some beef, absolute beef, and I'm here for it. Linebackers, nothing too significant there. Uh, again, it, it's just like some weight gains are very like small, you know, a couple, like three to five pounds here and there. Defensive backs, oh, this was interesting. So Jaheim Singletary, the uh, former five-star that transferred from Georgia, he gained 17 pounds in the secondary and brought him up to 187. I'm like, my goodness, kid. It's like, it's coming in at 6'2", a buck 70? Little fella. Um, but everybody else gained a, a good amount of weight, too, in the secondary. Or a few of them did, I should say. I always should say that. A few. DJ Metcalf got up 6 pounds. Um, Anton Pierce got up 13 pounds. Walcott actually lost 5 pounds. And everybody else kind of remained the same. Specialist. I mean, do you really care how much of the weight of the specialist does? I, I don't. Just kick the ball through the goal and be fine with it. Anyways, I just thought that was always interesting just to see kind of where certain players are at and what they're kind of aiming for. But hopefully it's all good weight that they've gained and bad weight that they've lost. What the hope is, at least. But this is how this is where we're at, folks. This, yes, this is where we're at. We're talking about weight changes. This is why we need fall camp to start. <laughs> talking about weight changes. You might want to know my weight change. What's your weight change? Let me know in the comments section. I'm messing with you. Don't do that. Oh, man. I can't wait, though. It all starts up tomorrow. Let's get after it. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.